Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. And it's making you feel physically uncomfortable everywhere all the time. Nothing oh, makes me happier than traveling with you and making you uh, do uncomfortable things and live outside your comfort zone. Well, so far, so good. Um, when <laughs> I had to go to that open market, which is my personal nightmare. Yeah. I bring you to all the places. Do you have a social anxiety uh-huh. or is it like a fear of places with a lot of people? Both. Like- because of the zeitgeist, are you well, afraid of something like happening? I, just recently, have I enjoyed going to Central Park. I don't like Central Park. I, but like, you, you convince know, sitting, yourself you like sitting it. in the field, like where like everybody else goes and whatever relaxes. relaxes. Yeah, I am in a. I am perpetually fearful. There's nothing relaxing about Sheep's Meadow, though. I mean, let's be honest. Is it Sheep Meadow or Sheep's Meadow? Sheep. I'm Sheets. sorry. It belongs to the sheep. It's Sheep Meadow. This is. Sheetrock. <clears throat> Why? I don't enjoy that. I mean, I think you've also spent too much time in New York. Do you feel like that is a, an issue that's developed since you've lived here? Or no. have you always had that always. fear? Of, okay. And I'm bringing you to all the places that have the Javits Convention Center. Yeah. I brought you to Comic-Con. Back sweat. <laughs> and, then, and then forcing me to be-, to be uh, Social. Social. I mean, like, hi, you want to- tra- like, And also self-promotion, which I'm not- Everything about it made me so happy. You're so just physically like, uncomfortable. It's just, <laughs> and I'm like, just say comedy podcast. Stick the postcard out and say comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. And the best comedy. was that people took them and then threw them on the ground five steps later. Yeah. We're so proud to be at Comic-Con to promote. Comedy That's- podcast? Nice dick. What? <laughs> County podcast. Take, <laughs> Look, take a listen. by any means necessary, you say what you have to say to get hey. the attention of the people that hey, are walking what did you by say? you. I, I still like the guy with tinfoil all over his head, oh but that God. was his only costume. It was it, just that he went to the to the drawer, got some tinfoil, wrapped it around his head, cut two slits out for his eyes and his, his mouth because you saw his teeth. Perfect teeth. That's, but it was like looking at someone who had their face had been burned off, and you just, it was like that's how <laughs> prominent his teeth were. Maybe that's the way to get people to make their eyes go to the things that you want them to see. Like, yeah. if he was proud, he just got his teeth whitened, and he's like, look, but nobody's really paying attention to the work I just did on my crest white strips. It's like, I, I'm I'll gorgeous everywhere, but I want everyone to appreciate how gorgeous <laughs> my teeth are in particular. I'm going to start wearing tinfoil around my head. Yeah. Because we all know that the thing I'm most self-conscious about is my face. Right. So right. why not start just wrapping my face in tinfoil? And then that'll be like my thing. But then it's going to get hot out and then there's going to be a sweat factor and then there's going to be like a raisining of the face. What you should do then is you should just go to the village and get like a leather zipper mask and you can be that comic with the leather zipper mask. And then when it gets, you know, spring or summer, you can change it to like a linen zipper mask hood. Okay. So you're saying change the material, not the color. No. Because my first thought was- if I were the comic with the leather face mask, and that was my thing, because there was that comic that had the that wore a paper bag on his head. That's hilarious. I'm telling you, I'm going to be the Sia of comedians. You should. 
I want to, I want like half of my, but like a reverse Sia wig so that the bottom half of my face is covered. Well, it's going to be difficult with the mic then. Well, maybe that's my thing. Mm. It's like mumblecore, but for comedy. All right. Mumble comedy. That's hilarious. The people would just be laughing because they have no idea. It's going to be one guy in the front who starts laughing and then everybody else will start laughing. And it's that collective consciousness yeah. thing. It's, it's like yesterday when we were handing out the cards. It's like I could have shit in a glass and people like, oh, I'll have some. Yeah, if it's free. Yeah. And then the seven people behind them see that the one person grabbed the shit in the glass and then yeah. they're like, I should also have shit in glass. Yep. Yep. Free samples. What is it? Uh, it's uh, uh, it's come in a shot glass. Oh, I'll have some. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, we're Can I get one for my daughter? We're, well, you know, the best was giving our postcards to little kids, being like, comedy podcast? You like the word fuck? Comedy podcast. The best was that you showed up, I handed you these postcards and said, start handing these out to people. And then you said, do these have an explicit rating on them? And I was like, no. And then a, a whole rush of people came out the doors and I was like, no, comedy podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's like we stood outside the stage door of uh, The Sound of Music. I know, Mary Poppins. It was... Comedy podcast? Oh. Uh, Kids love us. Is your dad behind you? Children love Ann Landers. <laughs> Come sit on my pointy lap. <laughs> Tell me your problems. <laughs> As I said yesterday, it's like when I was catering and you'd have to go up and force people to eat what was on your platter. Oh, do you know? I Terrifying. Nothing. I hate, I hate to my core catering because I have such... PTSD from when I first moved to the city and, and I had to cater in the very beginning and oh God, wearing that that cheapo tux. But I was I catered the opening of Madame Tussauds, if that gives you an, an idea of a Is timeline. It Tussauds here. or Tussauds? I say Tussauds because I'm trash. I don't know. Every time I try to pronounce a French word with a French accent, it's like it's croissant. It's not croissant. I sound who like a dink. That? Well, there are people who whip out a French accenty word and no. I will. I feel like is Madame too too. Is she, so. is she French? She might be. <laughs> she well, she's she's wax. So and fuck she's her. Dead. Let's melt her. All right. Well, so I worked the two sods, two sews opening, and I was just so tired and so out of it. And it's just a room with wax figures, and they open the doors, and people are coming in. And I went up to Maya Angelou, and I offered her Shut crab up. cake, and she was made out of wax. What? <laughs> True. How did you not know? I didn't know. I, my eyes weren't open. They're and not I was that like, good. Crab cake. And I was like, bitch didn't even reply. <laughs> so for a while, I thought Maya Angelou was a bitch because I opened the Madame Tussauds uh, Wax Museum. She didn't accept my crab cake. Still to this day. I'm well, offended. Let me raise you this one. When I worked, um, I think it was a, belonged to like four or five companies at the same time. Still didn't make any money to pay my rent. Oh, yeah. But um, one event, I had to work at Andy Cohen's house. Did I tell you Oh, this? my God. No. No, not Andy Cohen. Anderson Cooper's house. Oh, for, they're, oh, they're for interchangeable. Andy Cohen's book. Wait, how long ago was this? Mm. Have they been pals for a very long time? Yeah. News yeah. to me. I thought that this was just a marriage of convenience, kind no. of, sort of. No. He, Anderson, it, it was a, it, he's very nice. And his house is incredible. Andy or Anderson? Anderson. Okay. And it was, you know, we're all start. All of us are waiters. Half of them don't. Any joke I said didn't land because they <laughs> are still 
connected by an umbilical cord and don't understand any 80s or 90s reference. Oh, God. Hands down. So I'm just like standing there like talking to myself and just like a rambling. Hot gay guy. Were there? Idiot. Were they all hot gay guys? Who? All the cater waiters? No. No. So it was like a cross section of yep. randoms. Yes, correct. Okay. And then the elevator went out. So then we had to walk up and down the stairs. Oh. But every time you went upstairs, it was like a new celebrity. And I was like, this is incredible. Oh, you liked it. I would have no, wanted to it. Well, myself. it was just like just watching it. Like there's, you know, um, obviously there's the obligatory, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker. And then- um, She'd go to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> and then, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy- uh, Fallon? Uh, yes. Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. Any of so the it's Jimmys. Just like, it's just weird. And then- um, Ellen Barkin was there. Like, it's just a weird- Ellen Barkin? Where did that one come from? Yeah. It's like, you, every time you went upstairs, like, Liam Neeson was there. And- Let's be honest. Like, somebody, t- like, tipped her off. And then you know that Anderson was like, what the fuck is Ellen Barkin doing here? She Diane comes to Jackson all of my parties. There. Somebody needs to stop telling her that this is happening. Matt Bomer was there. I was like, this is- So, every time I came down the stairs, um, I would, you know, into, like, where the kitchen was. I'm like, oh, my God. Jane Fonda's here, and everyone looked at me and like, "Who's Jane Fonda?" And I, I like, I think I dropped the tray. Oh my god! I was like, "What? Excuse Who's me? Who's Jane Fonda?" I took my pants off and urinated on the entire group of them. I'm like, "You don't even fucking know." See, all of all of your answers always come back to a, a bodily you? fluid that gets dropped on. Well, I just watched else. the R. Kelly documentary, so oh, so it's fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Fresh as fresh in my pants. Newly, newly formed urine. So then I decided to go every time I came down the stairs. I just decided to embellish. Oh, and like, oh my god, like Whitney Houston is here. They're like, she is. I'm like, no, you fucking moron. She's been dead for five years. Oh my god, you guys, Muhammad Ali just walked in <laughs> with the Dalai Lama, and they they're like, I don't, I don't care. What's the Dalai Lama? Who's she? Oh my god, I just met Judy Garland. You did? No. <laughs> God, I think that that's a good way to tip things off and say, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Anderson Cooper. That was way too easy. It was. Okay. I'm your host, Jerry Lewis. Lazy! And I'm Victoria Principal. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? It sounds like New Jersey transit. I feel like I need a SARS mask. That's like every time I talk to my mom, and that's the first 10 minutes of our phone call. Yeah. Does your mother have GERDs like mine does? Excuse me? GERD. What's up? G- uh, gastrointestinal reflux disease, but every she loves to clear her throat. She no, eats I, too much dairy. No, I think my mom just hasn't spoken in like, <laughs> well, so she's a couple like hours. knocking off the cobwebs. <laughs> to, oh, hey. Pa- <laughs> God. Oh, hey. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> We're at that season that. now, where this is this is all I'm going to hear on New Jersey Transit. It's going to be like the vomit comet. It's it's like a TB ward. Mm. Most most days of the year, it's like a TB ward. There's always some sort of disease happening. I like that. And the fact that we just pitched from 99 degrees to 60 degrees. And when I woke up this morning, I wake up very early. I'm a very early riser. Yes, you are. 6:30. I wake up and it's dark outside. Put your phone down. Things the next that, time you think about texting me. Did I text you at 6.30 in the morning? No. I'm just Have I done you. that? No. An employee has. 
Oh. But it was at 5.30 in the morning. I would, why is your phone on? Because it's my alarm and my sound machine. Get a separate alarm, get a separate sound machine and turn that shit off at night. That will drive you crazy. I'll play it for you now. No, what? There was a voice memo? What? No. Oh, your sound machine? Sound machine. I can't. I. I, You can't sleep without sound. Isn't it beautiful? Oh my god, that's relaxing. Oh my god, is that like somebody driving by in the rain? It's called vinyl crackle. Oh. Along with. I um, heard something very different, but now that changes how I. Winds. Thunder. I used to have. Um, Just give me somebody farting. That's realistic. Wind chimes. What the hell is that? No, no. I hate a wind chime. No, to turn that off. No. <laughs> There's also That's, a pan Why flute. do you want to go to sleep with the sounds of haunting? There's also a pan flute that Marcus is like, can we not? <laughs> this can- is where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can do the other crap, but the the pan flute, I'm not so No, good. no. I, can't. I draw a line at Yanni. I wish I could find it, but I- Vacuum. I've never thought of. Oh, vacuum. try vacuum. I want to hear vacuum. No, that's the vacuum. Yeah, you really want that? No, that reminds me of hotels. That's hotel living right there. <laughs> Why do you want to replicate the sound of a hotel? Here's the good thing about me: I have dangerously low blood pressure, so oh, you lovely. could you could put a marching band in there, and I won't hear it after two minutes. I'll just pass out dead. Oh, and I've been. DVRing Barefoot Contessa because I find it very relaxing to watch in the you morning. Do? It's like watching somebody's mother I've making I've also heard breakfast. she's a royal next Tuesday. Oh, I've heard the exact same thing. But what drives me crazy is that, and I've talked about this with, with our mutual friend Charles again, everything she does is like a little bit soft and delicate. And I'm trying to figure out what bothers me about when she tastes her food. And it's that she doesn't open her mouth to get the food in. Just what? watch an episode of Barefoot Contessa next time. And you know how they always say, oh, you have to taste your food at the end and then say, oh, delicious. It's got spices or whatever. And you know, like, like the, the formula. You mean like Rachel Ray show. opens up her gullet while she's still talking? <laughs> oh, like yes. Spraying the meat out to the camera. It's like, you <laughs> can take a breath. This is, there's Swallow Rachel first. Ray, who's like the complete polar opposite of Ida Garden. Rachel <laughs> Ray like unhinges her jaw and eats the pan. It's like those, it's like those two crows in like the Warner Brothers when they're eating the corn. <laughs> yeah. like, You're like, Rachel. It's okay. We don't have to see it actually go down your throat. Like chew and swallow. We don't want to have to give parkas to the first three rows of this live audience. <laughs> this isn't a Gallagher cooks. Which, by the way, I've sat in the audience of the Rachel Ray show and she was cooking something that smelled absolutely delicious. And we sat and watched this taping for like four hours. And you think they're going to give you a sample of something and they never do. They never do. So you just smell amazing food and you watch Rachel Ray shovel it down her face and you don't get a sample of anything. When I left there, I was starving. I went to a Quiznos. Oh, God. I used to have her um, pots and pans set. Was it called Panish or what? Whatever she got, Rachel Ray, like I, I can't listen to her because her throat hurts my throat. It's like she ate a cheese grater. Yeah, yeah. And then Ina Garten just looks like she's like white knuckling her relationship. Jeffrey loves to walk around the block at four a.m. and once he comes in from getting anal, I like to welcome him with gluten-free scones. How good is that? I made these handkerchiefs just for Jeffrey because every time he burps up, come I need to wash it <laughs> off his face. 
That's not royal icing. <laughs> oh, I don't remember making scones this morning. No. I did. Jeffrey went out with his friends last night. <laughs> He didn't have a mustache when he left. Look, it's not his fault. His wife can't open her mouth. (laughs) She just can't. (laughs) She just can't. Watch her next time. She's barely shoveling in a little forkful and going, "Mm, that arugula is so peppery. (laughs) Just like Jeffrey smelled the last time he came back from the ramrod at (laughs) six in the morning. Whenever Jeffrey comes out from a night of getting tail, I like to welcome him with fresh biscuits covered in honey. All right, so we're bringing you old school advice for new school problems today. We're going to take a look back at writing advice columns from Ann and Abby, and uh, we're going to give you some of our own advice, which is very comedic. It's comedy <laughs> advice. It's co-vice. Uh, comedy podcast? Yes, co- comedy podcast. Comedy podcast? Come in your bag? What? Stop it. I can't. <laughs> I think that's the best way for me to tell you. If you don't already, especially after Comic-Con, follow us online, Instagram, Twitter, and the face place at Dear Pod Official. Please do. Tell them about our website, will you? I'm trying to I'm trying to choke back the hysteria. hysteria. www.dearpodofficial.com. Do that again. It's so it's nice and clean for the people. I was choking all over you. Oh my God. <laughs> Follow us online at www.dearpodofficial.com. Do you need the www anymore? I don't know. The I- kids aren't using the triple dubs. It's the internet superhighway. I think they need it. The interwebs. So follow us on the interwebs and please send us your advice questions. We will be answering two a week. That is right. We have a couple of really good ones. One of them was very emotional to reply to today. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. At gmail. And by the way, this is the last call for tickets tonight. I am performing at Caroline's on Broadway. I am headlining I am part of their Breakout Artist Series, so I'm breaking out tonight at 7.30 p.m., so go online to carolines.com for last-minute tickets. You can get $10 tickets with code GINGER at checkout. I'm not wetting my pants at all. I'm totally secure and very happy in the fact that I'm doing 45 minutes of Caroline's tonight. I can't wait for to watch you break out in front of a crowd. I hope you wear your assless chaps tonight. Please dress it up all nice and fancy. Well, I just bought the Christina chaps from the Christina Aguilera. Um, Is this an option? Is that really an option? No. Oh, I got no. (laughs) Why do you say things that make me believe you? But I did. I did purchase two tickets to the Mariah Carey 25th anniversary All I Want for Christmas Spectacular in Madison Square Garden. Feel free to join me and a million of our other fans as we ring in the holiday season. I am so excited. I think I just wet myself. How much like money it. did you waste on those tickets? First of all, there is no wasting when it comes to Mariah. I've only seen her a handful of times because she makes me nervous. You just bought and one of to- her fake ass cheeks with those tickets. Wait, you've only seen her a handful of times because she makes you nervous. She makes me nervous. Because you think that you're afraid she's going to tip over. No. No. Or not show up. No. I Fuck think up she- her songs. No. Not be able to sing? No. Not be able to hit the notes? You know what? I don't have time for this. <laughs> I like that you just promoted Mariah Carey right after I promoted my show. She doesn't need this. She doesn't need that help from you. For she sure. She Ticketmaster. Listen, curmudgeon, I think you probably should go to her concert because not only – you can – like, I kind of went into that last concert, the last Christmas concert, like, I don't know, seven years ago. 
with a little bit of sadness. And this woman rolled out. She didn't like, it's not like the typical, like, all I want for Christmas. She gives you dancing gingerbread. She gives you like a kaleidoscope of like Christmas themes. She's that not she doing that. Her team is doing sp- that. Spinning, spinning no. spearmint sticks. Then it starts to snow. Then it rains. Then there's locusts. Then there's butterflies. And then everyone gets a blowjob. And it's <laughs> it's amazing. So you mean her tech team designed all of something shiny to distract you from the fact that this woman cannot carry a tune. She can carry a tune. And I think in, it's a, really- in her very expensive Birkin. Listen. That you just helped pay for. I, I would do it again and again. Then buy me a again. ticket if you have so much faith. Buy I me a ticket. I already bought my lover a ticket. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to keep things rolling right along because I'm getting the hand rolling along signal from our producer, James That's Jules Ferris. Good. Every time he gives me the hand rolling signal. It's Uh-oh. time to move along. It's time to go to the bedroom. It's time to bend over. <laughs> All right. I can't think of a better transition <clears throat> for the boop, 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 Yeah, give me the ticker tape. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Moth Report. It's time to call my mother and find out what the weather is like where she's standing. She's outside the front door. I can't wait to hear what the Moth Report brings us today. Oh, we're ringing. Do you like podcasts? <laughs> Hello, Sydney. Aren't you the pussy? Comedy podcast. Watch her not answer. This would be amazing. Hello? Oh, well, hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. How are you today? You're on the air. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm on the air. Okay. I'm going to try to make a better voice. I don't like the sound of my voice after listening to last week. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to talk a little bit. I have a terrible Boston accent. No, you don't. Uh, well, I, do you want to try to put on a southern accent this week or try I, something I new? I, can, I don't think I can do that. What do you have but in your grab bag of accents? British? Yeah, British. Give me British. Oh. Oh, oh somebody's Who's in that? transit. <laughs> we are lost. We are in the middle of nowhere trying to find our way home. The, the football game ended, and so I am just. Uh, Was it the 18 the minute? Right the 18 minute football game? It didn't last long. I, I, you know, then the bigger kids come in. Uh, but they, they, they did good. Oh, I'm gonna get down here. I gotta get over to the street. Oh okay. God. Um, all right. Do, do you want to pull We're over? Good. Should no, we be no, concerned? I'm, fine. I'm good. I'm good. Just Next time, take an walk. Uber. Shut that thing off. <laughs> Shut that off. We, we'll just find our way home. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm on the air. Oh, go yes. ahead. And you don't want to try a British accent before we go any further? Blimey. Oh, that's good. Right. Okay. Blimey. Pre- uh, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's just mean? repeating what I say. I think it means Bob is your uncle. You no, know, Bob is your uncle. I, Bob is my actual uncle, oh. so that's just ironic. Well, that's just factual. And I don't think that a Boston accent is that far off from a Boston accent. A, a, a British accent. Yeah, I when know. You say Kant and Boff. We're just trashier about it. True. <laughs> yeah. So hey, um, yeah. we'd like to get the report for for the weather where you are. I mean, I know you're in transit right now, but but give me a little bit of a weather report today. Break it down. Okay. This is what you do. Okay. It's it's a beautiful day today, and again another nice fall day. But I have a feeling this is the last of it. It's going to rain the rest of the week up here. Oh, so, that's uh, it. Yeah, 
Um, so whatever. Um, we've been having a good stretch, so I'm not gonna. So you complain. can't complain. I never complain. Uh, I will never complain. I've noticed that it is getting darker earlier, which is also something that seems to affect you. Yeah, that that makes you, you know, it puts you in a bad mood. Well, I feel but like I'll do my best to, to weather it. And I kind of like oh, watch weather the calendar. It. I like, you know, you know, when you watch the actual length of day and then you get into December and it turns around, then it makes you feel better, even though it doesn't look that much better. But just knowing it's heading in the other direction is good. Oh, good. And, and yeah. you know, I, I did pull over, by the way, because here comes a jogger. I'm going to kill this man. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so people, we have any kind of problems here. I'm just You're on over. the air, so I if you kill sit. him, we have proof now. Yeah, yeah. Now we have a whole other like, podcast. <laughs> it's called My Mother Went to Prison. <laughs> my Mother Killed a Jogger, episode one. Let's call My yes, Mother in Prison. Yes. The Moth Report will be very different when we're calling you a Danbury. You yes. can have Kathleen Selzner as your attorney. Oh, the thin lips. Uh, so anyway, they were making fun of me because I tucked my pants into my socks this morning by mistake. And uh, everybody was making fun of me at the football game. <laughs> but by mistake or on purpose, let's be honest. Well, actually, no, it was too early. I, I'm not used to getting out on an early Sunday morning like that. And it was cold. There was frost out in about today. And Ooh. So I could take care of some of the mosquitoes anyway. So, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And there's just so, rain for the rest of the week. There's no other. Yes. Okay. Are we getting rain down in New York, New Jersey? Well, you're getting you're getting rain, yes, but an occasional okay day with no rain. Okay. But, uh, ours has rain every day, so I'm not too optimistic about the weather. Oh, you sound really <laughs> down about this this week. <laughs> I'm so well, I think sorry. Your father just fell asleep. He's my co-pilot to get out of here. <laughs> I have to wake him up. You don't know where you are in the world right now. No. All I know, I think I'm on the Sudbury Maynard line. The hell? Very Maynard? Pretty, very pretty. I wouldn't mind living out here. It's kind of nice. Okay. Well, if you get lost enough, you may not have a choice. Mm-hmm. So start That's looking right. at homes. Just, uh, I'll pull over to the Need side of the road that. and set up a tent. <laughs> and you'll be totally happy while it won't be raining. Well, I'm sorry to hear That's that it'll right. be raining. When is daylight savings? Do we know? Isn't it I, I soon? I think it's like, like very, it's in the beginning of November. Yeah. Probably. The oh, the, far enough away. You know what's crazy? If we ever just decided that daylight savings wasn't a thing, it wouldn't be a thing. I know. Why, did don't, you, why don't they just leave it alone? I agree, I ma'am. Why. I think it started back in the time when everybody had to get up and work on the farm. So, Well, we ain't working on that. farms no more, except you <laughs> know, who lives in Sudbury now. So, But that's we, still, yeah, a thing. A thing it is. Well, we thank you for yes. giving us the weather report where you are, even though you don't know where you are entirely. That's right. That's I don't right. know where I'm, you are I'm weather a, report. <laughs> don't know where you are weather report. Do I'm, you want to say I'm anything? In a patch of weeds. Do you so. want to say anything to your boyfriend, Patrick? Boyfriend. Oh, Patrick, not my boyfriend. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day, Patrick. Thank you. And you too, Jim. Thanks. Uh, I told him that you have GERDs, by the way. I hope that wasn't too much information. Oh. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, it's it's very annoying, but I cough a lot, so oh. I didn't cough during this forecast, so I'm good. Oh, good. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You didn't. You had a very yes. clear day. The skies yes. may be cloudy, but it's your throat funny. is clear. Still hay fever season, though. <laughs> it sure is. Well, I'm going <laughs> to let you go so that you don't kill okay. a jogger. 
Okay, we have to find our way home now. All right. Good luck with the pedestrians and congratulations on moving to Maynard. I feel like Lewis and Clark. (laughs) (laughs) But with a GPS. (laughs) Oh, God, the police just went by. I'm sure they're looking at me thinking I'm having car trouble. Yes, you're trouble. All right. Bye. (laughs) All right. Don't get arrested. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was a hell of a moth report this yeah. week. There's I nothing I don't know funnier. where I am, but <laughs> but we live here now. <laughs> I have to go back to Maynard to visit my parents. I don't even know where Maynard is. I don't, I don't I didn't know that was an option in Massachusetts, but I'm learning something new every day. Every day. Every day. Uh so this week's theme, since last week's theme was sisters, we went with brothers. Yeah, it seems like the thing to do. The yin to the yang. Yep. Right? Brothers. Oh, I want to congratulate you right now. Raise your iced coffee with your brand new metal, painful-looking straw right now for Dunkin' Donuts. Cheers to 25 episodes. Oh, that clink was the clink of a metal straw that you're going to skewer your face with in five, four, three. Oh! It's also 25 years since all I want for Christmas came out, but there we go. Christ. (laughs) Look, you keep celebrating that, Hag, and I'll be over here. Shut your throat. Celebrating our accomplishments. Shut your throat or I'll fill it up. Shut shut your girdy throat. My girds are not getting in the way today. Today's theme is brothers. That's right. Brotherly love. Brothers-in-law. Brothers from another mother. So uh, uh, did you kick it off last week? Uh, Could I I I raise my voice a little bit higher? (laughs) I told Patrick that whenever I have polite voice when I first started off doing that. Coming to podcast. Coming to podcast. Comedy podcast, and my polite voice is like two octaves higher than my actual voice. By by five minutes in, I was like, "Comedy podcast, (laughs) B. Arthur's comedy podcast." Anybody want to talk to me? I was in the basement. So this week, we talking about brothers. I have a really good article I'd like to lead us off with. Hit it! All right. This comes from the Evening Sun in Baltimore, Maryland, September eighteenth, nineteen sixty eight. Ooh, ooh, the title. Six-year-old brother rats on his sister. Twelve. <laughs> okay, so she's 12. So I got to put the voice. I got to do comedy podcast, polite, high voice. All right. Dear Ann Landers, I'm a 12-year-old girl who has a problem in the form of a brother. I will be standing there minding my own business, and my six-year-old brother, Normie, will come up and start making a pest of himself. Last night, after I told him eight or ten times to leave me alone, he still pestered me, so I gave him a light tap on the head. Normie screamed like I was killing him. He ran to my mother and said, Ruthie hit me. My mother came out. (coughs) Oh, sorry. (coughs) Oh, Gertz. Oh. Oh. My mother came at me like I was a monster and called me a terrible kid. She said, just for that, you can't have any dessert or watch TV, and you have to go straight to your bed right after supper. Now that my rat fink brother knows how to get me in trouble, I am helpless. I can't leave home till I am 18, which means I am doomed to put up with this torture for six more years. Please tell me what to do. (gasps) Suffering girl! Dear girl, pray for a new baby brother. Normie will then be so busy defending himself against his brother that he'll leave you alone. When your mother reads this, she'll probably tell me to drop dead. (laughs) Here's a solution Tell your mother to pop another one out So that one can terrorize the one ahead of him Six year difference 
That's the answer. Procreate. Create more monster children. I think that's what people do. They're like, ugh, I don't like this one. Can you fuck me again so I get another one? <laughs> At least you can save it for parts. At le- In case oh! the other one gets sick. You can farm it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But back to the thing we're talking about today, which is brothers. Brothers, brothers harassing sisters or brothers. Did your brothers like, were they, were they, did they beat you up? I no. mean, I know your sisters probably were more torturous, it sounds like, than how many brothers do you have? Two. All right, two brothers. And they look like you. Oh, good. We're all built the same way. It's we're nice. To, the they're gingers? Mm-hmm. I have four. Was your father a ginger? Who was a ginger in your family? Mm. Who was the deficient gene? Um, my, you look my at the grandma. mailman lately? Uh, not really. Um, I, I think my grandmother. Oh, that's where that came from? <clears throat> the ginger? My dad had blue eyes. My mom had brown eyes. The has, brown wins. Has brown eyes. Yeah. And all eight of us have brown eyes. Oh, dominant gene. But yet all of my nieces and nephews have like these beautiful eyes. They're all kind of scattered. Oh. Or, or like on the floor? Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing that I picture. <laughs> yep, they're, they're all, these eyes are everywhere. Very Pick strange. up your eyes. When you slap them on the back, their eyes just pop out and they have to go catch it. And your brothers never like <clears throat> tortured you or never beat well, you I up? Well, I told or... you that my, my brother used to play. Uh, oh, they, they used to like roll you in a box right, in the and basement. toss me around the uh, pool table, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's just recreation. Yeah, no, they never... Um, Cardio. <clears throat> no, they were pretty great. Um, my brother... Well, I mean, absolutely. My brother was great. awful to me. God, he would... But this is... I love this article because it reminds me of the time I hurt myself and my brother got blamed for it. <laughs> and I, like I never corrected the wrong. Mm. We were having a rubber band fight, like you do, mm. in the living room. And I was up on the stairs and I was... I went to go... Oh, it was my brother was up on the stairs and I held the rubber band, and I went to go flick it at him. Rubber bands make me very nervous in general. Like, I don't have the the trajectory down, like the physics of it, that you have to let go of the, the, the back thumb first to get it vaulting in the right direction. It's pretty so basic, I think. It is, but I don't have that hand-eye coordination except today, it really doesn't take much. this specific day. If you can day, drive a car... I think you can. No, no. Not okay. everybody is is blessed with the gift of rubber band flicking. All right. And this specific day, sp- talking about hand-eye coordination, I let go of my front thumb first, so it ricocheted back into my eye. I shot a rubber band back in my eye, and That's I dropped good. to the ground holding my face, screaming <clears throat> like it was an Italian opera. Like, the, the pain oh. was so extreme. It was Les Mis. And oh. my mother ran in, and she sees my brother... Slim up on the stairs. Opera. Well, no, no, I just transitioned okay, to okay. a different sure. mode of pain. Okay, sure, it's a three-hour show that causes pain. All right, I'll cut. People are off. screaming and crying. Sure, Jesus, semantics. <laughs> so my mother runs in. She sees me writhing around on the floor, like, Aah! and she sees my brother up on the stairs. Instantly, she puts two and two together, thinks that he did this. And she turns to me. She was like, what is wrong with you? Why are you? Do we live in Sudbury now? Why are you harassing your sister? You did this to her. She's in pain. And he's like, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I, I just stayed silent. I just let him take the fall. Wow. I feel like it was a karmic balance for the time that I actually fell. I was standing at the top of the stairs. <laughs> and he threw one of my grandmother's big fat hats that I've told you about. The ones that have the, the huge ball on the top mm-hmm. that are abnormally heavy. He just threw one at me. 
and it grazed my face, but it was enough to throw off my delicate balance. And I went ass over tea kettle down the stairs. So I fell down the stairs, hit my back on the railing, and got the wind knocked out of me. That's the worst. Oh, and I was like, oh my God. I can't imagine. He must have shit himself when he he just saw me standing at the top of the stairs and he says he saw my legs go up in the air and that was the last thing he saw. And then he came downstairs and so I'm just gasping for breath and the first thing he says to me is, don't tell Ma! Don't tell Ma! And I kept that secret. So I feel like it was a karmic balance for me to let him take the fall for the rubber band. Mm. My brothers never hit me, although I did watch my brother crack my other brother's head open on my windowsill <gasps> oh, in my bedroom. Why were kids always cracking each other's heads mm. open? Cracking it open. Oh, did it, what, on the windowsill? Mm-hmm. Did, how did that happen? Were you uh, wrestling that he, I No, mean, my bed is right next to the windowsill, so he- So it was like, accidental. He cracked him. Oh, he did it on purpose. I don't think he purposely wanted to crack his skull open, because I don't know anybody, unless you're part of a gang that wants to do that. Or a sociopath. Correct. Okay. So there was bleeding, and then what happened? I don't really... It was a long time ago. You phased it out, or you were told, don't tell Ma! Don't tell Ma! No, my mom was... My, my parents were home when it happened. Oh, geez. Did he have to go to the hospital? Mm-hmm. Kids' no, stories always No, we just stitches. put a Band-Aid on his skull. He was fine. Good enough. Put tinfoil around his head. <laughs> <laughs> his teeth look fantastic, but his brains are leaking you. out. Wow. Oh, yeah, we were always... I was always getting harassed by him. And I was always, I was, I was normie in this situation. I was a rat fink. Mm. I, I had to fight with my brain. That was all I had. I didn't have the brawn. So I fought cheap. With your brain. Kicking and screaming. And one time he put his hand over my, my mouth and nose and, and I instantly thought, oh, just exhale out your nose. So I, I did. And I snotted all over him. That's disgusting. Isn't it? But that is sibling rivalry. Sure. When you are a brother and a sister and you are the younger sister, you do what you can to survive. All right. In that scenario. And fight cheap is is a motto I have been living by my entire life. Fight cheap. Fight cheap and lie. Fight cheap with Aaron Maguire. Yeah. Fighting cheap. Now let's call my mother in prison. What have you got? I have um, the Albuquerque Journal, Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, Friday, August 2nd, 1974. Okay. When's a quickie? Oh. Dear Abby, my brother, oh, this is poor writing. My brother's is. <laughs> I like that they never bother to even fix it. <laughs> yeah. This is like idea. me sending like a work email. I'm like, oof. Maybe I should have checked. Did I type that too fast? Yeah. I think I work too fast anyway. That's me doing like voice to text and not checking it before I send it. Yep. It's like, can you get bread, chicken, yellow mailman? And what the? (laughs) Check it before you hit send. Like take three more seconds to read it. I mean, this had to go through like an editor. That went through an editor. Yeah. Dear Abby, my brother's is always too busy or too lazy to shop for gifts. So when Mother's Day or Father's Day approaches, he says, buy something and put my name on the card and I'll pay you later. Well, I do, but later always turns out to be never. This has happened so many times, it's not even funny. What should I say next time this deadbeat asks me to put his name on the card? Signed, Sis. Dear Sis. Why look for a fancy way to convey a plain message? Say no. Yeah. Just 
That's basic. Yeah, that was easy. That was it. That was her whole response. That's it. I agree. I would say the same thing. Just say no. No. Get your own thing. Period. The end. Why are you being all squirrely and weird? We do this as a family because my mom never wants anything. So my sister will find something. She's like, here's something for mom. It costs 600 bucks. We're putting your name on the card. Send me 100 Right. Okay. For what a did while, you get I her never... that was 600 bucks. What did we get her? Uh, I think we got her like a jacket. For 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. What the hell jacket was this? Is she like walking around in one of those Montclair things? What? Montclair. What's that? Those those very expensive. It's like the new oh, the goose Canada down? goose. Oh, but yeah. like yeah, the things that make you look like you're a larva, right? Or the ones that just um, you know, it's it's bad because it's filled with goose feathers and you've just killed geese. I was gonna say ten gooses, but then geese is right. It's <laughs> geese just is it's right. <laughs> gooses. I want a jacket that lays gold eggs for Easter. I want a jacket. I want, I want the a- whole store. <laughs> I want, I want to, to wear a Montclair right on my pocket. body and look like I'm larva. Give it to me. You oh. stole fizzy lifting drinks. Oh, you bumped oh, into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and, and sterilized, sterilized, so you get nothing. I... You lose. Good day, sir. Wow. It's good oh, to know God. that he's just right there, always waiting in the wings. Yeah. Just in case we make a reference to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which seems to happen a lot on this PCAST. There are very few people in this world that are good gift givers, also. You fancy yourself to be one of them. I think I am. You are. And well, I because say I pay I'm attention. not a good gift giver. I pay attention. I don't really like gift cards. I don't like, ca- I mean, I like cash, but I don't like, ca- like if- Yeah, it's you really impersonal. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about it, like, oh, why did you buy this? Because I think we're in like this culture of like, here's what I want. You go buy me this. It's yeah. like registry. And it's like, that's not the point of a gift. Agreed. Completely we're back. We're back connected together again, good, you good, and me. Good. I agree with this. I'm still not a good gift giver, I think. I think I've gotten better in the past few years. I have to be creative. Okay, I have a very random article. You ready? I'm all about random. I know you are. This comes from the State Journal in Lansing, Michigan, August 29th, also 1968. A good oh. year for advice on brothers. True. The title, Brother Raps Sister for Wife's Ailments. Oh, God. Dear Ann Landers, My brother wrote me a nasty letter two years ago and said I was responsible for his wife's nervous breakdown. I admit I never cared for Emma, and I did needle her a little, but I refused to accept responsibility for her nervous breakdown. This morning, I received a phone call from my brother. He said, I just wanted you to know that Emma is going to be operated on for varicose veins tomorrow, and it's your fault. I asked him how he figured I was to blame for Emma's varicose veins, and he replied, the doctor said depression affects the capillaries, and there is no doubt that the unhappiness you have caused Emma has brought on this varicose condition. Emma has had five children in six years, and I think this is what caused her varicose veins. Check with medical authorities and let me know if I am right. Signed, not guilty. Dear not... A woman who has had five children in six years has a fairly, is a fairly good candidate for varicose veins, even if she has a sister-in-law who is crazy about her. Ignore your brother's accusations and send Emma a bouquet of flowers. This type of surgery is no fun. And it, I thought it was a simple procedure. Uh, I think my <clears throat> father had it done. It is, but probably in 1968, they were like, oh, 
were they still using like laudanum and medicated cotton? Were they still punching people to knock them out? Or Probably. I don't know. But huh. yes, but I like that they missed the the thread of the whole thing. It came. It became about varicose veins in the end, yeah. and it has to do well. Like no, she's you're not to blame for her conditions. That's stupid. She had a whole bunch of kids. What we're finding in these letters is really how stupid people are. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is that times have not changed at all. Nothing has changed. Nothing is different. I, don't you get varicose veins for having a lot of kids? It's I think that's what you, you do. Said that Isn't my... that your body is under stress? There's a tab open on my computer and it's Google. And I was Googling stupid things, stupid people. It just says stupid people on my computer. Oh, I like that. Wait, what did you say? Varicose veins what? <clears throat> Isn't that, if you're having like kid after kid after kid, aren't you putting like... Strain. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. Yes. Especially on your legs because now you're. But this guy is saying depression caused it. And the depression <clears throat> is part of the greater issue, which is you caused my wife's depression. Can you imagine? Have your have your siblings ever blamed you for for a condition of a, an in-law? I'm not around any one of my siblings long enough to. Catch a blame. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. That's amazing. That's I, just I mean, maybe passing the guilt, buck. But that's about it. Oh, yeah. Just shove a little. Well, mm -hmm. and. For the guy that chased you up the back of the stairs. It's not a guy. That's an asshole. Oh. That's my brother-in-law. Ex-brother-in-law. Oh. Where is he now? I hope to God one of his kids killed him. Oh! You have very explicit feelings about this. I do. He's a raging asshole. Belly full of potato salad. I can't. Like, I we talk, I talked about this with my therapist for the first time <gasps> in I don't know how long. Recently? Yeah. Was it because we churned? Are you talking about things that we churn up for you on this podcast? <laughs> this is like pre-therapy therapy. So we sort of like this guy's tee it a raging up. asshole. This is He's totally you going and taking a spin class before the spin class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're lubing up. I haven't taken a spin class in a while now. Oh, that's um, fine. My sister-in-law thinks that my husband is a gay man, and I definitely what? say. He is the Jeffrey to my Ina Garden because she just texted him, hey, they are interviewing Mitzi Gaynor on CBS Sunday morning. And if that doesn't make me want to put my head in an oven, I don't know what does. Um, an oven at 350 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes or until golden brown. That's my head. I... <laughs> that text message, yeah. just hold, keep that floating in your... In your ether, yes, yes, because there is <laughs> somehow Mitzi has made it into another segment of the podcast. This is the fucking oddest thing oh, in the world. Really? Anyway, you mean coming up? Coming up, she makes an appearance. Mm -hmm. It's a very Mitzi Gaynor Sunday. <laughs> I mean, emphasis so on gay. Odd. Mitzi Gaynor. Ah, uh, uh, do you have another article? Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Do it. All right. Oh, God. Look at this picture of her. Every time. We need to she start She looks posting. like a psychic. Well, that looks very foggy. She is a psychic, <laughs> she, isn't this she? This is like the Donna Mills picture from uh, Knott's Landing. You can't tell it's me like, she is didn't. Is that Donna Mills? I don't know, because there's so much fog. It's like when Sybil Shepard started getting pregnant <laughs> on Moonstruck, and you're like, I can't even see her face anymore. Is that Hazer? <laughs> yeah, why on is- On the set? It's like, like, there's no filter on Bruce Willis, and all of a sudden you're like, I think- I think that's Sybil Shepherd through the smoke and the Vaseline on the, the lens. I, I can't tell. No that's wonder why they didn't get along. He's like, I I look like I was just rescued from sea, and you look like you're in Casablanca. 
like I haven't seen RuPaul in focus in 20 years. Soft Either lines. No, it's it's like there's a there's a fade out, a fade out around the face. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right. All right. So the Reno Gazette Journal, Reno, Nevada. May 7th, 1989. It was a Sunday. Twas a Sunday. <laughs> I look like I just came in from a day at sea. <laughs> and you look like you're in Casablanca. I don't know why that just hit me right now. <laughs> like the idea the, that Bruce Willis looks like a grizzled Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> yeah, and she like looks Tom like Hanks. she's floating on a cloud in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like the vinyl scene. There's like smoke billowing back. Big fucking hat. Do you realize how much time it probably took whenever they had to cut and reform to shoot her side of the scenes? Yeah, like, they were like, let's, let's take, take a break eight, for two days. Let's take eight hours. Turn the camera around. Take all the... F- Put the filters on. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone... Vaseline up the lens. Lights off. Yeah. <laughs> Candles all around. <laughs> like Bruce, it's like one like, <laughs> just like reflector. I, we don't care about him. It's fine. And like a flashlight aimed directly at his face. Do I have time to shave? No. Nope. <laughs> no. No hair, no makeup. But I just ran seven miles. Great. Let's go. Good enough. Good enough. Put the tie on. Oh, God. All right. All right. Reno Gazette Journal, Reno, Nevada. Sunday, May 7th, 1989. Brothers Don't Talk is the title. Tell me about it. Dear Abby, we have a family problem. Uh, Wait. Yeah, we have a family problem I have never seen in your column. There are six children in our family, and the eldest, I'll call him Ted. Oh. I, like, I like when they do. Like, no one knows. No one knows. If Nobody knows who the hell you are. If you're you not are. signing in with your real, like, like Debbie, <laughs> Debbie from Rogers Nebraska. from Kentucky. Yeah. Like, no one knows. <laughs> I'll call him Ted. Uh, There are six children in our family, and the eldest, I'll call him Ted, is getting married soon. For the last eight years, Ted and his brother, I'll call him Gene. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Could she pick better names, at least? (laughs) A Ted and Gene (laughs) have not spoken to each other. I'll call him Rodrigo. (laughs) My brother, Denise... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so for the he last that was really <laughs> <laughs> for the for the last eight years, Ted and his brother, I'll call him Gene, have not spoken to each other, this being Gene's decision. Gene has excluded Ted from every family event and will not speak to him, even if they are in the same room. The problem is that our mother wants Ted to invite Gene to his wedding because we are family. Ted doesn't want to hurt our mother, and yet he feels that Gene's presence would ruin his wedding day since Gene wouldn't talk to him anyway. Please, Abby, what is your advice? Signed, not exactly the Waltons. Okay. Dear not exactly. It's understandable that mother devoutly wishes to see her sons bury the hatchet, providing it's not in someone's skull. But unless the brothers have made peace with each other, mother should not ask Ted to invite Gene to his wedding. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, right? I mean, but as a mother, would that wouldn't that break your heart if like your kids weren't talking to each other? It does. Yeah, and I mean it happens often in families and you come from a bigger family, so you have more to True. You know. Yeah. Slough off. Don't you have 6? Am I right? 8. 8. eight. Uh Yeah, that I, as a mother, I would want to as a mother. 
What the fuck am I saying? I am not a mother at all. If my two dogs were not barking at each other, I would say, you sit in a room and you get together and you work this out right now. She never gave a backstory as to why they don't talk to each other. No. So why? What's the animosity? I need some more stories. Sometimes. Did he wrong him so extreme? Well, I mean, not every family is perfect. I know. I wonder what the wrongdoing was that caused the rift, because that is directly proportionate to the forgiveness factor. Well, and parents, I think, are more, I mean, the mom, she she birthed you, she raised, she did everything for you. It's hard to, like, take sides. I know No, from, she shouldn't. You're right. No, oh, matter, this- no matter how difficult a child has... Um. No matter how difficult a child has put their entire family through, it's very. Di- I think it's very difficult for a mother to turn their back, especially when everyone else has turned their back. You're phrasing this very diplomatically, which makes me believe that this scenario exists in your family. It does. It does. It, okay. and I think it. It. It's like a. It's like Sophie's choice. It's like okay. Well, I know I shouldn't. I know that my child is doing this to other members of the family, but I can't completely turn my back on this person because then what ha- if anything ever happened to that child, then- You'd never I, forgive yourself. Right? Now, do all of your siblings get along or is there no. one, there is one that like nobody talks to? Correct. Oh my, you're, you're very metered in the way you're talking about, do you not want to discuss this at all? <laughs> no, I mean, some of us talk about, some, some people um, talk to this person, but a lot of people- there's an uh, an an awful an overwhelming amount of animosity. Do you speak with this person? I don't really speak to anyone frequently, but I don't. Um, when was the last time you talked to this person? August. Oh, so That's okay. Right. But this was at a family event, so you had to. I don't have to really talk to anyone, but. Well, you felt obligated to no, talk. I don't. To I don't mind. No, it's just. It. I mean. Oh, look at that. You don't. This seems very. (laughs) This is as uncomfortable as Jeffrey when he first puts on his leather assless chaps. (laughs) Comedy podcast, anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you want to pivot off an uncomfortable topic, let's just say comedy podcast. That's your safe word. Well, I think everyone kind of has, especially in a big family, I think it's very difficult for everyone to get along as it has been jammed down our throats like Jeffrey in the meat rack. <laughs> it is difficult. You know, like, you know, from like the Waltons to Little House on the Prairie to the Brady Bunch, it's very, you know, we're all like, everyone's supposed to get along. It's not true. Yeah. It's very, we have, you know, my oldest sister is 59 years old, 60 years old, whatever she is. And I think it's difficult for for her to kind of see my logic of things, and it's just yeah. as difficult as it for me to see hers, hers or any of my other brothers and sisters. We were all, you know, raised somewhat the same, but you know, I, clearly I'm gay, and some of my siblings I don't think believe that that is a real thing. Um, and some people just have a different way of uh, going about their life and not taking account for their mistakes and how it affects the rest of us and. You know, I think, and what it's done to our parents. And 
Does it affect your? This is pre-therapy for your therapy, by the way. <laughs> I love digging things up to send you off to your therapist to have or onto the tracks of the New Jersey transit system. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever comes first, we need to have that guy on speed dial. Uh, Thanks it- for the podcast, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good luck finding another host. I'm sure he'll be great. Now looking for a new host. I'm putting this on LinkedIn and Indeed. Uh, write to me at dearpodofficial at gmail.com and uh, we'll we'll check out your voice. See if you see if you fit the bill or just fit his shirt that he left or, or, behind. Or just or the one shoe. Like Lily Tomlin and the incredible yeah. shrinking woman. Like a really depressing Cinderella. <laughs> Jesus. If you can wash the blood out, I don't think you can, but But try, try it on. and uh, it's a loafer. So it's a slide. <laughs> And it slid right off of him. Right. He was flat-footed. But when the anyway. 12, 13 came by. I still have the foot, though. Do you want it? I mean, it's in the freezer. Well, then, I'll gently pivot away from this conversation right now. I think, say the safe word. You say the safe word, and I will pivot to listener mail. <laughs> The safe word is comedy podcast. Well, comedy safe podcast. words. Comedy, comedy podcast? You want Look, to come in your purse? There are people who don't get along with their family. There are True. fighting brothers and sisters, and that is ripping your mother apart. Comedy podcast. Comedy podcast. Listen to mail. Listen to mail. Don't Watch you know it's time to listen to mail? Calling my therapist. It's a head in a Got to find on the third rail, third rail. Well, I think it's time. Because right. time is marching along, and it is time for us to discuss some listener mail. Time won't give me time. Time after time, Shall we get I listener mail from you guys. So we love uh, it. send it to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. If you have any advice, questions that need answering, anything to do with brothers, sisters, awkward family relations, pets, grandparents, dead grandparents, Patrick's shoes. People living in your attic. Feet in shoes. I don't know. People living in your crawl space. Yeah. Vintage reference. Go back and oh, listen to the that. first few episodes. Vintage. Vintage. So we've got a couple listener mails here to deal we with. Really? And I do. would like for you to kick it off, Patio. Kick it. Hey, Patty. Hey. <laughs> hey, Patty. Hey. hey. Oh, hey, Patty. I'm performing at VFW Hall right up the street later. Buddy Hackett's going to drop me off. I think we should hang out afterwards and have a couple of Negronis. What do you say? Maybe we can read some listener mail today. Nothing makes me happier than reading words written by other people. Did I tell you that I know how to read Sanskrit? Oh. Can you imagine the visual of Liza Minnelli rolling up with Buddy Hackett? Do a VFW. <laughs> I think it's the Sons of Italy. <laughs> Is there really any difference? Give I me the up. Rosemary Clunberry 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 songbook. It's just like Studio 54 when I would wake up there at 6 a.m. on top of Jeffrey, Einegarten's husband. And I said, get out of me, Jeffrey, unless your wife is dropping off some homemade scones and muffins at my place. You've already had enough of my muffin. (laughs) 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 Nothing Uh, makes me happier. Than Liza Minnelli. I can't do a good Liza. Yes, you did. All you had to say was all right. All right. That's what, that's what I kept saying. Like, comedy podcast? No, I don't listen to podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Rejection. All right. 
It's if comedy you, podcast. I'd rather slip my own throat. Okay. As a comedian, I, I wasn't experiencing enough rejection on a daily basis, so I had to stand in front of the comic con and get rejected by nerds who would not accept my postcards. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that we got thrown off the steps. I got and- thrown out of Comic-Con for giving yeah. out my wares. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We're hitting the zero hour now. I can oh, feel it. Jesus. My blood sugar's dropping. Hurry. All right. Dear Pod, I work with a woman who thinks the company is lucky to have her. She is the office manager, but in reality, she hardly does any work. Does all her online shopping, appointments, checking on her mother, personal calls, you name it. All personal business is done on a company on company time And I am the only one who knows because I sit next to her in a large office. Seldom on time, takes long lunches, and is out like a shot at closing. But she's charming and pretty and has been with the company a long time. It's very frustrating because a good amount of the work that comes into the office ends up with me. My resentment is building. Will the higher-ups ever realize they're being snookered? Or am I just bitter? Signed, Miserable in Minneapolis. Nice use of word, snookered. Snookered. Huh. Well, let's check out... A response. Yes. By... Abigail Van Buren. Van Buren. A little fun fact. My dad was raised um, in a home on Van Buren, (gasps) Chicago. Full circle. Dear Miserable in Minneapolis, two things. The powers that be will more than likely never know that they are, in your words, being snookered. And also, you just might be a little bit bitter towards the office manager who has figured out how to work the system and do as little work as possible and get away with it. This cookie has been playing this system to her benefit for years. And let me tell you, once you start turning this Titanic around, there will be casualties. So I suggest you figure out how to stay in your lane and do what is best for you. Unless you both work for NASA and operating rockets, I don't see what the big fuss is all about. Maybe ask her for tips and chat her up. You might be surprised to find you have an ally. Hell, a friend. Haven't you ever seen Beauty Shop with rap songstress turned Academy Award nominee Queen Latifah? She turned a sad and lonely loan agent into a friend after being denied the funds to make her beauty dreams come true. Who knows? Maybe you two can work together like that adorable Melanie Griffith and Joan Cusack and working girl and support one another. Keep in mind, sometimes being charming and charismatic can go a long, long, long way. Hell, just look at Mitzi Gaynor. How the hell does that spitfire seem to keep going and going and going on thread and threadbare talent? I've been more impressed by Stewie, the guy who operates the elevator in my building, than that sequin-laden bottle blonde. Don't even get me started on Coochie 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 Charo or that tiny little knockoff Pia Zadora. How the hell do the producers of the Love Boat keep bringing these two on the show and is a total mystery. I would have jumped ship even before setting sail and risked cracking my skull open as a cast and crew popped confetti and waved goodbye to the, on, the many onlookers. Sometimes it is not our duty to understand why and just do what we are supposed to do. You are not Roz Keith from the movie 9 to 5, so stop taking unnecessary tabs on your colleague because she might find out and tell you exactly where you can stick it. Does that make sense? I think so. And Mitzi Gaynor is on CBS Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we have learned. <laughs> That's crazy. This is very interesting to me. A, very, a softer touch and uh, and not what I expected from her, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I think I, you know, I always expect it's going to end in her 
shitting on somebody or <laughs> why don't you take vomiting her, why don't you take her purse when she goes to the bathroom and shit yeah take her birkin into the bathroom with you and give her a little office treat then ask for a breathman and as she digs into your <laughs> and say there's cake in the break room <laughs> when you give it to her that's very interesting a softer approach something's happening in I therapy the that's changing you. i guess so I, I don't know you ever since you've been going to therapy. All right. You've changed. All right. Here's Anne's response. Dear Lay Miz, well, la dee da, isn't this company so lucky to have Madam Hot Tamale grace them with a presence between the hours of 9 to 12 and 1 to 5? To what do they owe the honor of Miss Giggity, Giggity, Giggity showing up to this place of business and sucking up all the free oxygen with the minimum amount of efficacy? When it comes to workplace inequities, it's best to live by a phrase I yell at my jewels every time a Cause for Kids commercial comes on. <laughs> Sound off! That's right. Like a plumber in a high-rise, pipe up, honey. You're not bitter now, but you will be if you continue to stew in your own juices like my jewels when he doesn't take a shower after his silver sneakers cardio fit class. Charm and looks will only get her so far if she's planning to be with this company till retirement. She may have started this gig looking like Sophia Loren, but she's leaving looking like Sophia Petrillo. <laughs> you can be patient and wait for someone to notice that Jessica Simpsonitis will one day fade and they'll realize they spent 50K a year on someone whose only real skill is Pinterest. Eventually, the chickens come home to roost. In the words of my ex-lesbian lover, Oprah, karma never loses an address. But why wait 40 years? As poet laureate Elvis once said, a little less conversation, a little more action. If I've learned one thing from current affairs, it's that I love a whistleblower. Request a private meeting with your boss. Tell him all the ways Dolly Lollygagger slacks off on their dime. Appeal to their bottom line. If they're real business folk, they'll pay attention. But if they're less interested in cash and more interested in her bottom line, you may be SOL. So, if that doesn't work when she leaves for the day at 10 to 5, I recommend installing software on her computer that siphons large weekly payments from the company, alert the accounting department of indiscrepancies, and kick back with an 11 a.m. Aperol spritz while you watch the feds haul vinegar tits away. <laughs> Write to me. I know a guy who can help. Or as my sister Rabby will no doubt advise, just take a dump on her desk. <laughs> and! Well, first of all, <clears throat> Jessica Simpson... Shame on you. She's a billionaire. So whatever she did, she I have did her right. shoes. Well, I have her jacket. And that's why she's a billionaire. I know. So I don't know what. It's just Simpsonitis. It's mm. actually a phrase on Urban Dictionary for when people are obsessed with the hot chick. It's called Jessica Simpsonitis. It's not a shot at Jessica Simpson. It's actually a term called but Jessica Simpsonitis. But she's not that. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's kind of a I'm 1998 a, mm, term for. I'm not really attracted to women, but. I'm not really attracted to them either. But if <laughs> Jessica Simpson that. was like, for 50K, will you sleep with me? I'd be like, show me where the where the bed is. I'll do I'll this. breastfeed. I love the idea of Jessica Simpson, you know, coming after me. Sure. Yeah, she's like, I gotta have that. Gotta have that sweet Ann Landers ass. <laughs> All right. Second and final listener mail email. Dear Pod, I am a primary school teacher who loves her job and feels fulfilled by the work I do. If I could simply go and teach, I believe I would not be in the predicament I find myself in now. Teachers today are expected to not just teach, but to play the roles of therapist, mother, nurse, 
coach, mediator, mediator, play date, nanny coordinator, and wellness coach. Side note, I often wonder if Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop empire need less attention than some of these kids. <laughs> I pride myself in my attention to detail, but it is getting hard to keep up, and this is physically and mentally beginning to take a toll on me. I want to continue to teach and be at the top of my game, but something has to give. Any advice? Signed, playdates can suck it. <laughs> so right. So very right. Dear play, you are in one of the most noble of professions, my dear. Aside from Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you're our country's <laughs> most valuable asset. But unlike the Rock, some of our most noble professions don't come with respect, a good paycheck, or incredible eyebrow muscle control. In fact, we just celebrated World Teachers Day on October 5th. Bet you didn't know that. How apropos that, like teachers themselves, the day to celebrate them went unnoticed. Our country is too busy rewarding stupidity. Right now, there's a girl who makes six figures eating pizza on YouTube. <laughs> Hear that and try not to walk into traffic. If I had known things... If I had known that we were going to be handing out fame and money to people doing stupid things, I would have been filming my Jules' annual attempts to remove an active beehive in our backyard. <laughs> I swear, most days I feel like we live in the upside down. I wish I could snap my fingers and correct this topsy-turvy world for you, honey. But if I had that kind of superpower, teachers and nurses and military personnel and firemen and policemen and even the occasional telemarketer would make Kardashian money while Kim and Chloe and Kanye and Kebab and Cooch and <laughs> kick them in the nuts would be hustling to make ends meet. But unfortunately for the human race, I cannot. The best I can do is to give you this advice. Sit down and make a list of the things you do every day for one week. At the end of said week, pour a handle of Tito's vodka and review. Take stock of the things you did and find where you unnecessarily overextended yourself. Now, by default of what you do, I know you have a big heart. You're going to want to give and give and give. But if you don't look out for number one, there will be no number one left. That is why airlines tell you to put on your oxygen mask first before helping others. Unless you fly Spirit, who probably charge you $25 to use an oxygen mask. Find the moments where you picked up someone else's slack, worked too hard, stayed too long, and when those moments arise again, and no doubt they will, tap the brakes and ask if you really need to be doing it. Also, go to the principal or superintendent with your list and show them in print all the ways you need help. You're in the stew together. Maybe they can ease the burden on a few specifics. Please write back to me with your list. I want our listeners to hear what America's unsung heroes do every day in attempt to educate our children. And I'll send it right along to Gwyneth Paltrow and tell her to shove it up a steamed vajitsa. <laughs> Goop, there it is. Stupid. Goop, there it is. And So stupid. So stupid, but so right. Am I right? My sister-in-law is a teacher, and I have heard some horror stories. And I'm like, you're not getting paid enough to do all the work that you do. And they work so hard they to the do. point where they spend their own money yeah, on to, the to help to make kids. It look yeah, to make it a better experience for the kids Yep, of ungrateful parents. Mm -hmm. Damn it. This is why I did not procreate my rage. Here's what Abby has to say. Mm. Sweet Jiminy Cricket. I do not know how teachers do what they do and earn the salaries they, they do. They are molding the future leaders of tomorrow, yet compensated as if they are selling sweet corn on Highway 50 in Lake Geneva. 
Now they must also learn jujitsu, mind reading, and study with their local SWAT team to protect our littles from any possible danger. After that, they go home and try to have a life outside the classroom while managing a hangover to deal with said classroom. I am surprised that to this date, a school teacher hasn't yet opened a, a winery and card share company selling bottles of tired teacher Pinot Grigio, an overextended and underpaid Chardonnay, and a very nice I'm hiding from my classroom Cabernet. You seem like an A++++ dame, and the price you pay for being such a Cindy Crawford in the sea of Kardashians is being worn out. Maybe you need to dial it, dial it back a little bit. Maybe you need to go to part-time and with some tutoring on the side, or better yet, maybe you should open up your own after-school classroom like the woman who is who has it all, Miss Oprah Winfrey, and give yourself most of the day off to take your life back and become the Michelle Pfeiffer of dangerous minds for kids who need a tough broad like yourself to open up their eyes to their own potential. And maybe that will include being able to blow one's own nose, since we have to do everything else for these damn children. I know that you want to be on the top of your game, but lady, it seems like the game has changed and you might need to change too. Remember when we were all wearing bootcut jeans, dragging that denim through the rain and snow all over the place? We evolved. We developed a new love, the skinny jean, that <laughs> now holds us all in like my Aunt Kathleen's girdle, holding back the years of poor diet and bad life choices. Take some time for yourself. Put on the theme music to Dal Dallas and dance around the room. Pour yourself a Burke Buster, that's Malibu rum and Sunkist, and dive into a bag of Doritos. If you don't puke when the song ends, sit back and write down what you'd like the next chapter of your life to look like and make a plan. Or head to the trash can and hold your hair back. Stay strong, Teach, for I believe that children are our future. So teach them well and let them lead the way. Unless they end up drowning in their bathtub in their hotel suite at the Beverly Hilton. Oh, wait, I just like that you work skinny jeans into this answer somehow. And Malibu rum and sunkissed. These are the things that my brain latches onto. I feel like that needs to be our cocktail next week. <laughs> if we can find sunkissed, let's That'd get in a way back machine and we'll pick up some tab while we're back in 1989. <laughs> I Well, so we both agree. These are unsung heroes. I honestly don't. My sister used to be a teacher. I think she's a teacher now. I don't know. <laughs> Haven't and, talked uh, to her in <clears> 10 years. But- Honestly, what they do, I don't. I really don't know how it, it's. I would for, never do what they do, and I I applaud anybody who does it because it's like nurses. It's the same thing. I'm like, well, and especially oh. now, it's like you. So you spend all this money to do your classroom. You do all these extra. You you tutor outside of it, and you go to seminars to be better teachers. You do all this accreditation, and then you get paid nothing. And then you have to listen to parents who don't really know how to parent because they never take a parenting class. Yeah, yell at you teaching telling you how to teach, which which is your specialty. On top of that, now you have to go to your classroom and you may it may be your last day. I know. And they're training people in like SWAT team yeah. style. Yeah. Because it's, somebody said they had to go to go to a school and get trained on yeah. how to they're doing gun drills, not mm -hmm. to bring the room down, but no. it's true. But and so then you're you're expected to be paid thirty five thousand dollars to mold Risk the children. Yeah. To mold the children that will be the leaders of tomorrow. Um and Protect them from a spray of bullets. Assault. Yeah. Right. Well. Wow. Now that we've uh, heavily unpacked that, I think the only way. The only thing that's heavily packed is Jeffrey is and Jeff the Meat Rack. <laughs> oh my God. That was the best transition and our best segue out to get us into our specialty.
Specialty drink. I'll put that thing in my mouth like Jeffrey on vacation on an Atlantis cruise. Dino Grigio Pin. Pull on your pain, make it look bigger. Pull on your pain, make it look better. Well, that's that's, that's right. going to be our drink of next week. We'll call it the pull on your peen. This week, however, for episode 25, the specialty cocktail is... Semen. Beer! Oh, same Semen thing. flavored beer. Oh. Discovered in life by Dear Pods producer and my sweet piece of man meat, James Jules Ferris. That's right. Here are the tasting notes. Are you ready? I am ready. Get some beer. All Serve right. in bottle. Okay. Can. Pour it into a funnel. Shotgun it. Or serve it in a nice frosted glass, which really does nothing for it. Okay. Truth. Here's some tasting notes. There are a few things brothers do well. Beat up their younger sibling. Explain the complicated world of girls to the younger brother, except in your case. Sure. And give them their first beer. That's right. According to Wikipedia, beer is one of the oldest and most wildly, wildly, widely, that's I'm drinking it already. What's wrong? Most widely consumed alcoholic drinks in the world. It is also the third most popular drink overall, get this, after water and tea. Beer. Beer? Beer is brute beer. Get some beer, yeah. That's a good beer, rats. <laughs> beer is brewed <laughs> from cereal grains, most commonly from malted barley. The wheat maize, that's fancy word for corn, and rice are also used. Beer is distributed in bottles and cans and is also commonly available on draft, particularly in pubs and bars like the ones up the street. The brewing industry is a global business consisting of several dominant multinational companies and many thousands of smaller producers ranging from brew pubs to regional breweries. Christ, am I reading a Wikipedia page? What's Uh going on here? The strength of modern beer is usually around 4 to 6% alcohol by volume. Although it may vary between 0.5 and 20%. I hope today's is 20%. Me too. With some breweries creating examples of what? 40% alcohol by volume and above? Por qué? Do you just take it in a very tiny shot glass? I do not know. Beer forms part of the culture of many nations and is associated with social traditions such as beer festivals as well as rich pub culture involving activities like pub crawling and pub games. I've crawled to many a pub myself. So it's beer, brah. Who cares how it tastes? Just drink it because it's freaking beer, kid. I love beer, brah. Hey, you want to get a beer and then like blow each other? All right, brah. Hey, John. I'm gonna toast to you right now. Happy, happy forty percent alcohol by volume. I don't know what it means, but if I snorted up my nose, will it burn? Probably right here, cause it's so good, right? When it puts down your throat. <laughs> it almost just came out my nose. Yeah, I had that happen once too at the Studio Fifty Four. I was dancing, and then I was chugging some cock. I was there with you, but I was stuck under Debbie Harry, so I couldn't say hello. <laughs> There's a place up the street called the Shillelagh Club, and I just want to bring you there, John, because I really think that you'd enjoy a beer or two. It's so exciting to be here with Shillelagh's around here. I don't know what you just said, but fuck your heart. Look at your hair. Is that real? Can I pull on it? Do you have a penis around you? I don't know, but I have this guy named Jeffrey. He's married to this bitch named I know. Let me see how I can call him over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what you just said, Rat, but what's the matter with me? What's the matter with you, Rat? I don't know. <laughs> it's right. Don't touch my hair, Rat. I'm working really hard on it. 
<laughs> that is definitely Indian. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I need to clear my. Throat. You got girds. Yeah. We've all got girds today.